Good morning, you light being workers, and welcome to Saturday Morning Practical Applications Call, where we gather to talk about what we've learned and studied this week and how we can apply this to our lives. So in this holy instant, I'm going to turn the call over to Paula for a prayer that she picked out for us. Paula? Okay, this is a unity prayer, good old standby, a prayer of surrender. I am here to do God's will, to unfold and express the divine purpose. I am not what I was. I am called to a higher and expanded purpose in life. I don't know how to do all that needs to be accomplished, but I offer myself to you, God. I am open to know and express what you have for me to do and to be used in the incredible work you have for me. I show up. I take the assignment. It is not I, but you, God, who will think, speak, act, and manifest your good through me. I choose to follow you, God, and let you lead me wherever the path goes. I can do none else. Amen. 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 Thank you, Paula. Amen. Thank you, Paula. All right. Thanks, Paula. Good morning. Who has a shift that they'd love to start uh, start the call with? Love to hear a miracle. Okay. How, ma- how many woke up saying, okay, it's up to you, Holy Spirit. Tell me what I'm supposed to do. Do I get out of this bed or do I just lay here and dream a world that is ridiculous? Or do I go out and do what the prayer says with you guiding? That's what I learned this week. I'm complete. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Rob. This is Paula. This particular part of the work, you know, the text and the workbook, you know, the fact that we've gone to the end of the text, and of course the the last two chapters were so enlightening and so marvelous, and now we're in the workbook doing the year-end lessons, and every lesson, every lesson is a prayer. It's just one big love fest for me every day when we read the prayers in the workbook. So when I awake and I start my giving up my day to the Holy Spirit, I'm going to have a happy, peaceful day, see through the eyes of Christ, love my brothers, and then I get on the workbook calls and read those prayers with everybody. It has sustained me. It carries me through the day. And as I was reading the Circle of Atonement, he said, take the prayers with you. And I do. I have these little cards that have all the lessons on it. And I keep it in my car. And I look down. 
as I'm driving, just to even see the, the, the name of the lesson. And it stays in my mind. So this is how I spend my days now. And I should do it from the beginning of the year when the lessons even become, <coughs> excuse me, where I still find resistance. I don't see that table. Yes, I do see that table. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm in a shifting mode, <laughs> really floating along, trying to go with the flow. And I had a situation just the other day where, to be very honest, I made a big screw-up, screwed up royally on how to get on the phone and talk to people. And and I, my first reactions when I normally do, I get very uptight and I get nervous, and about, but I stood back, took a few breaths, and I said, Holy Spirit, just guide me. Just help me say the right words. Feel the right feelings. Don't judge myself. Because I was judging myself, you know, blaming myself what I did, blah, blah, blah. And everything worked out fine. I did it with calm and peace. And the woman that was working with me through all the different complications, she was an angel. She was an angel. She was so patient. So I thought she had gotten off the line, and as I thanked her profusely, and I, I thought I heard a click off, and I said, God bless her. God bless you, lady. God bless you. She said, thank you so much for that. <laughs> I didn't realize she was still there. <laughs> and she left, and we both left. So when you get out of your ego mind and you put your trust and your faith, as I was saying on the workbook well, today, that's the big thing. My shifting is building that trust and faith. So that's how my days have been going. So I'm complete. Paula, beautiful. Thank you so much. I love that. It was great. Nice. Wonderful, Paula. Thank you. Thanks, Paula. Thank you, Paula. about the end the disciples said and Jesus replied have you discovered the beginning that now you can ask about the end for where the beginning is for where the end is the beginning will be and whoever stands there will not taste death and Jesus is the master boomerang thrower. 
you know, the, the boomerang is invented in Australia, and it's a device for getting your hunting weapon back, your, your source of food. So if you throw it and it misses the target, it comes back. It returns to your hand. And so we, we are really at the jumping off point, and we are doing the jumping off in the renewal of the ideas of the course in a manual that is to bring us to the point of being so polished, if it's possible, that the others might see us as a desirable um, image that they would like to have, an image of peace and of happiness, of joy for the future and joy for the present. And it literally speaks of going back to a primitive time when everything that you put out came back to you. And that is, to me, the master boomerang thrower. He gives also plenty of time for you to catch on to his ideas. And about the time the boomerang comes back in his, in his hand again, because he has intentionally decided to hit nothing because God has given everything. Nothing is required. You have everything. And then he casts it again for a wider look at it. He's been doing this for thousands of years. This is what I see in this season. We're about to see the boomerang thrown again and see if we can catch on to what he's telling us. I'm complete. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Rob. That was great. Thank you, Rob. Interesting image. Thank you, Rob. You know, the first complete course was printed in Australia. You know that Jesus on the Internet says the Australian... Aborigines are those closest to God. Uh, rest my case. Well, this is Anne. I missed the second part of what you said. Say the thing about the Aborigines in Australia again for me, please. Um, Jesus says, Raj on the Internet pointed out that those in Australia who say they are in the dream time, the Aborigines, the native Australians, are the most the people closest to God on earth. Complete. Oh, wow. Okay, thank you.
Hi, this is Paula on that subject of Abbott Missionaries. I read a book maybe two, three years ago. It was written by a woman, a journalist, if I recall, of her experience of living with the aborigineries in Australia, where she gave up all her worldly valuables and went on a trek with them across Australia and living with them and learning their beliefs. And I know when I was reading it, it did sound that these people were the closest thing to God in their beliefs, with their world, how they live, how they see the world. They don't see anything we see. The book made a tremendous impact on me, and I believe it's a true story. At the time when it was written, there was a lot of uh, criticism, or you know, people critiquing and saying it wasn't true, she made it up. But I remember reading it, and the way she wrote it, I wish I could remember the title. I know the title. What was it? Help me. <laughs> Mut- Mutant Message Down Under. That's it. Thank you, Rob. Yes. Did you read it? Oh. Uh, wasn't it I great? I swam and loved it. Yes. Swam in it for months. Yes, yes, yes. So if anyone has a chance to read it, it's so true. The... This group of people, you know, as I was reading it, I wanted to even be among them. I wanted to be there, to be in that state of mind, to feel that. Oh, my God, it was lovely. Yeah. Read it if you can. It was great. I'm complete. Thank you. Thanks, Paula. Rod. This is Anna. Could you say that name one more time? The uh, title of the book. Yeah, I, no, I don't. I'm sad. I don't remember the woman's name. It's called Mutant, M-U-T-A-N-T, Message Down Under. Her name is uh, Marla Morgan. That's it. Four M's and a D. Thank you. Thank you so much, Carl. Thank you, Ralph. It's Chris. I don't know about the Aborigines being close to God, but I do know there's a group of people that I talk to every morning, uh, one at 8 o'clock, and then the next at 9.15. They gather Monday through Sunday. Um, They're very close to God, too. I would love to hear more of um, anyone's challenges this week or a shift in perception that anyone's had or anything from the course uh, that you've read this week that you have questions about. I'm complete. I was trying to buy a lady a car because she was, of course, a miracles person. And her family sort of shattered. Very, very uh, wealthy family. And uh, because of her advanced ideas, 
she's truly an advanced thinker. Re- remade herself several times after the divorce from her husband. And I was trying to get her some transportation. She took me to the Course in Miracles for um, <clears throat> months after I couldn't drive anymore. wasn't allowed to drive anymore. Um, and in the process of getting this car, um, which came from a friend of mine who felt that the car was in very good shape, um, although it really had some problems. I got the car to the lady. She ended up in, in physical problems herself because of the mental pressures that were going on having to do with her daughters and herself. And so she ended up in a rest home, and she had borrowed money to get the rest, the other part of the, the car's financing, and that that wasn't cared for properly because her daughters didn't bring her the... None of us knew anything about this. And the car ended up at, at a workshop of a f- friend of mine. So I kept trying to get her back into the car, but her daughters had brought two other cars by then, and it became a scramble, a, a really wrecked place. So she said, would I please take the car back? I said, oh, yes, fine. I'll take it back. I'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. Uh, The car gets repaired through the mechanic and I using some interesting things we both thought of. And we get the car repaired, and I decide that maybe it's best to bring it to my house because we've got to have it sit somewhere till we get the license on it or get it transferred into another person's active uh, life. Well, I'm cleaning up the car. Now, it's been uh, 60 years that I began my photography career. And I began it with a, a very unusual 35-millimeter camera that I have not seen for many, 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 many years. I've thought about them. I've seen an occasional picture of a person using them. But I loved that camera, and I did a lot of things with it. And it brought me into my flowering as a photographer. So I opened the trunk of the car, and there's everything from a household. Uh, electric cords, shoes, uh, books, um, you know, just what, what you've cleaned up that you don't, you're going to take to the um, recycling shops, you know. And there's a strange, large leather case. I had never seen anything like that before. I picked it up. I almost couldn't pick it up. My God, this is heavy. But it has a clasp on it that's just like all photo cases. I pressed the clasp in, and I opened it up, and there was my first camera with every lens available for it, every filter available for it, 
complete photo kit, perfect in a collector's item setting. And they don't want it anymore. It's mine if I want it. That's what happened to me this week. I went back in time. I've got this beautiful picture of Clarice that I took. I got a 16 by 20 of it. Now I've got the girl, the picture, and now the camera. Unbelievable situation. I never, I never could have planned it. I just, I'm so happy. I don't know what to do. I got my Christmas present early. I'm complete. Merry Christmas, Rob. Thanks, Rob. That's wonderful. Thanks, Rob. That's really cool. I'd like to go back to, um, I think it was Thursday we read, are changes required in the situation of God's teachers? And I'm curious to know, we have a bunch of, there's a lot of us on the call this morning, so I want to keep the floor open for everyone, that if anyone felt this week that, um, that they had any shifts in what they were thinking about how the course has impacted their life this week, if you've had um, some challenges, Uncle Pete? I have something, Chris. Hi, this is Stephen, and um, I'm finding myself, um, I've been on the road for several months and trying to figure out, you know, get guidance as to where the next place that I'm supposed to be living is. And um, um, Tampa had always had a, a real call for me. And so I've been in this area now, um, well, basically since Thanksgiving, I've been in this part of Florida and Sarasota and now, now up in Tampa. And in this last week in Tampa, it has been just one marvelous experience after another. And I was able to go to, um, um, there's a Unity Church, um, Unity North Tampa, um, and the, uh, the minister there is uh, a lady that I had met in my travels earlier. And so it was nice to see her again and reestablish a little acquaintance. And, and uh, I went to the course class there on Tuesday evening. Um, Rob had suggested, because I had gone to a um, course class down in Venice, Florida, the week ago, Tuesday. And that's where I, I, I met Rob for the first time. And I was going to go back to Venice, and he said, gosh, you ought to check. There's got to be you know, bunches and bunches of, of course, um, group study groups up here in the Tampa area. So I checked on uh, Miracle Distribution Center for everyone that's ever needed to, uh, to find whether there's study groups around. Miracle Distribution Center uh, has a great list of ongoing study groups around the country. And so their map popped up of the different uh, study groups that are in this area. And there must have been a dozen and a half uh, of, of study groups. And I went, holy cow, so many um, different groups to uh, um, to check out and experience uh, here in the Tampa area. So so Tuesday I went to a new meeting. Uh, again, that was the one at, uh, at uh, Unity uh, North Tampa. And uh, where I'm staying right now, 
for the next month is uh, very close to uh, Unity South in Tampa. And I went to a course class on Tuesday, Thursday evening at um, Harmony Metaphysical Church here in Tampa and was invited by somebody there to go to a daytime course study group next week. Um, just seeing, because I was open and receptive to, you know, this might be the area for me, to see all these, these different opportunities coming up um, for interacting with the, uh, with the course and with new study groups. I just found that very exciting. And there's a project that I'm, that I'm resurrecting um, 12 Steps into A Course in Miracles. Uh, and, uh, and it deals, again, with people that have had 12-step recovery and are interested in finding out more about A Course in Miracles and how they, they transition one into the other. But uh, uh, have gotten a tremendous amount of support in, uh, in progressing forward with that project. Got a computer um, that uh, still working out on the... Um, um, the dragon, naturally speaking, trying to get, the, trying to get the, the talk and write thing to work effectively, but that's coming along. And uh, and there's also talk about a, a, a blog talk radio show to be able to do, and uh, um, something that I should be able to uh, take care of, and that would be exciting too to be able to you know to to do these steps and miracles on the uh, on the internet. So just. Um, just marvelous things one after another that are unfolding. And it was something that, uh, that Rob said about his uh, camera showing up. He said, he said it was more than he could have hoped for. Um, you know, that idea of uh, the idea that God wants for you is something or something better. And that uh, if we open ourselves up and are receptive to guidance, that more will come to us than we could ever even have imagined. And uh, I kind of feel that right now that uh, um, I found a place here to be able to to stay at least for the uh, for this month, and, and uh, that gives me a foothold into trying to find other things in the area. So, just one marvelous um, synchronistic thing after another. And of course, we know there are no coincidences, there are no accidents. You know, everything happens uh, um, in a divine order and divine purpose. So, to see all this unfold is just very exciting for me. So, I'm in a very good space. And again, there's been the the um, the, the the joy of watching uh, watching life unfold in a very positive manner, and just to see things uh, working out. It uh, certainly. Uh, shows that when you you know endure through the uh, through the humps and the bumps and and then things will smooth out and uh, uh, they at least seem to be that way right now so I'm very excited about that so that's what's going on for me I'm complete. Thank you for the icing on that story, Stephen. Hey, thanks, Stephen. It's Sam. Yeah. Uh, Stephen, I've been uh, working on. Uh, myself working on harmonizing the 12 steps with, uh, with the course. And I won't go into the, all the details, but I'd like you to call me uh, if you have a pen handy. Um, Give me just a second. Yep. There's a great book, everybody, in case you haven't read it. It's a tiny little volume called Side by Side where each of the steps are paired with something from the course that was written by two AAs uh, years ago. Uh, Betty Jean, I want to say McAuliffe or something like that, 
It's a great little Goodness. book, side by side. All right. You ready? So, yeah. Uh, 267-471-478. Mm-hmm. So it's 267-471-1328. That's the ticket. All right. I'll give you a ring. Thank you. All time. I'm complete. Good morning, Sam. Uh, Thanks for the story, Stephen. Uh, the two of you, I hope, are in touch with Charles, or will be. Um, Charles, who used to join us, um, he has written um, for the. I think he's almost complete with a book uh, along these same lines, mixing twelve steps and the Course in Miracles. So he would be another one. Uh, I don't know. I don't know the name of. Don't know who Charles is. Must have been on before. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll, I think he was. Yeah, Charles has got 20 years in the program, right, Lee? Yes. Something like that. Yeah. Well, just just for um, 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 just since we're on the topic, one of the things that I find uh, interesting because uh, uh, just as Sam was saying that um, that little book uh, side by side was written, geez, back in the in the 80s. Um, so it's been around a long time. The thing that uh, um, is interesting about the 12 steps into A Course in Miracles, it's about 12 miracle steps that you take the 12 basic steps of recovery and there are 12 parallel miracle steps that are written in, in course terminology. So if you understand the sixth step in traditional recovery, there's a sixth miracle step that's written in course terminology. So it introduces words like forgiveness and salvation and you know different things that the different words that the course has much different spin on than than would uh, normally uh, be associated with those words. And so again, it's a uh, it, it, it's a transition from the twelve traditional steps to understanding these. 12 miracle steps and they're a launching point into you know the overall understanding of the course so that is one of the things that um, that's different um, so I just wanted to, to share that and that number for Charles did anyone have a phone number for him or something on how to get hold of him I can help uh, a little bit this is Carl Charles's last name is spelled L-A-I-R-D Laird and he's a good friend of Harrison's Oh, that that Charles? You mean the one that the the one that I had lunch with when I was when I was there in Detroit with Harrison? Yeah, that Charles. Well, yeah, probably, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that Charles. <laughs> That's small, great. Small world. Oh, that Charles. Well, that was the first thing that popped into mind when you said it, but I didn't know that he had been a part of the uh, been a part of this call. But yes, I I had lunch with uh with with Charles and with Harrison, and I'm I'm laughing because there's a real funny story associated with that that I won't share at this particular time. But oh, but, but it uh, was a memorable lunch, though. Oh, it it was. <laughs> it was there was a lot of, there was a lot of things that were memorable about it. It was it was really funny. But yeah, Charles is just truly outstanding, and uh, um, one of the things with uh, with he and Harrison uh, when we were talking about this pro- this project, and that was the the purpose for our for our luncheon, but. Uh, I needed to, because I have a, a manual produced 
It's because uh, I did this pro- project in Chicago and in Detroit and in Birmingham, Alabama. Then, then I got to off onto something else and got away from it. But um, I needed to get a new laptop so that I could get the information um, back onto a uh, you know a Word document that uh, Harrison had volunteered to help me with from an editing standpoint and those kind of things. So, so yeah, there's a there's a lot of exciting things that are going on around this. And and uh, when I met with Rob uh, a week and a half ago, he was just very enthusiastic about the project and and the way that uh, that it was laid out and the uh, the concepts and the ideas. So so yeah, I'm getting one after another real encouraging sign that that it's time for this project to to be. Uh, resurrected here, and uh, and that's been what I've been trying to do for the last several months. I I I knew it was time to leave Key West, and so I traveled um, uh, again for almost four months, five months now, and uh, went from Unity Church to Unity Church to Course in Miracles group to Course in Miracles group, and, and Civil War stuff and Native American stuff, and just traveled around and saw friends and established new relationships and did new things and knowing that I would be guided and directed to to what I'm supposed to be doing next because I always have been and um, and so it just looks like things are all you know continuing to unfold in divine order and just reinforce the idea that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be and I'm where I'm supposed to be so so it's all um, um, it's all exciting to uh, to be a part of so thank you all for your input uh, good morning what is the project it's it's a it's a twelve steps into a course of miracles combining the the twelve step recovery program with course of miracles. So, for people that have had their twelve step experience and have gotten whatever their their main issue was, their drug of choice, whatever the problem there, um, the twelve step is having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps. Try to carry this message to others and practice these principles in all our affairs. So it is a project. Uh, the 12 steps are about having a spiritual awakening, but then it's kind of like there you are because um, the 12 steps are designed to get people out of whatever you know uh, issue they're dealing with from a life challenge. So this is a wonderful uh, evolution into the next spiritual arena for people that have had a degree of spiritual awakening because they've already surrendered surrendered their their past life their their ego or alcoholic mind uh, driven life and and are open and receptive to a new teacher and a new guide and a new way to live which is what the course is all about so so that's what the project is the uh, taking the 12 steps and it, that's why it's titled the 12 steps into a course in miracles so oh that's great i've had experience with 12 steps too yeah, yeah, yeah. Wayne Dyer was was very supportive of the project, as was Marianne Williamson. So, you know, they're they're people that I've had uh, interaction with over the past, and and like I said, I'd I'd gotten off on a different tangent for the last decade, and uh, and now that has gone uh, uh, by the wayside, and I'm looking for the, you know, what to do next. Where would you have me go? What would you have me do? Kind of stuff. And uh, and it came real clear that it's time to to uh, to bring this. Uh, um, it's time to bring it uh, back uh, into into present consciousness. And and uh, again, just been one positive reinforcing thing after another. So I'm very excited about that. So thank you. Thanks, Stephen. Thanks, Stephen. So a couple of our our brothers we got here on the call that are on the road. I'm wondering if 
go back to our changes required in um, the life of God's teacher that you felt called to. Wendy, I think I'm directing this call at you. Did you did you feel like this was an abrupt thing to get up and just move? I, I'd love to hear about your thoughts or your fears or how the calling came incomplete. Um, well, I knew I was going to be moving because that was in the works for two years. Um, and I was sort of targeting Santa Fe uh, in part because Lee said he had such a great home group and it was close, closer to my son and it all seemed to have, you know, some sense to it. Uh, and then I heard the Holy Spirit say, not for you, in Athens. And, uh, so it's, it's challenging uh, for me right now because um, you know, any place is only really as good as the associations that you have there. I could probably live in Alaska if I had great friends there. <laughs> Um, you know, I I was wanting something warmer than the Northeast, but uh, and and everybody I talk to uh, raves about this little town, and it's full of wonderful things. It's just not full of friends yet, and that's why, in so many ways, this call is really important to me because it sustains me with a feeling of, of gathering in a community. I have a community um, that I meet with every morning. Like a lot of people go out and meet friends for coffee every single morning, you know. But, but this has that uh, feeling that it can, can help. But I, I have to confess that it, every once in a while I get scared and I think, what am I doing here? I hardly know anybody. And, and this feels scary and overwhelming. Um, but at the same time, I'm watching my mind flip from one state of consciousness to another of everything's fine in divine order, nothing bad has happened, right? What are you scared of, you know? So far, so good. It's just not having it all mapped out and feeling like I've got a, a home to slip into. It's been challenging being on the road and not being able to... Um, to, to access the conference call all the time because of my phone doesn't work or I'm with a real estate agent all morning or, you know, I'm, I'm meeting with my host and need to attend to that relationship. So um, thank God you all are here. <laughs> and I just, all I can say is that, you know, every once in a while it takes another dose of courage. I'm complete. And Thank you, Wendy. Wendy, this is Ida. Um, I support you whatever way I can. I grew up in northern Virginia. And I didn't leave there until 93 when I came to Arizona. But um, Virginia is for lovers <laughs> and all slogan, you know. It's a beautiful place and I and I certainly it sounds like you found a wonderful small town to be in and I 
you know, certainly wish and hope for you for the best possible experiences that you could have there. Complete. Thank you so much. Thanks, Ida. And thanks, Stephen, for your share because it, it does strengthen me to feel like, well, it's working for Stephen. It can work for me too. <laughs> thanks, everybody. I'm complete. And, Wendy, it strengthens me. You're so close. And I know uh, one of these days I'm going to be able to uh, see you, and uh, that will that will be awesome. <laughs> I'm glad you're nearby, Wendy. I'm sorry I hadn't wasn't able to see you last time I was here, but it will happen soon. <laughs> I'm really Thanks. feeling blessed. You're in Georgia. I just gotta say that. <laughs> Thanks, Bryce. I, I'm yeah. hoping to to see everybody. You know, I'd like to travel and see everybody on the call. I'm what, what what town are you in? I'm in Athens. I will be in Tampa for Christmas or a big chunk of it, but right now I'm I'm in Athens and I plan to return here um, to complete my purchases of real estate. So. Wonderful. Wendy, hi, it's Paula. Let me tell you something, my love. With your personality and your smile and that love that generates from you, you will be a natural attraction for all the love that you're going to need in Athens. Don't get, afraid. Don't get afraid. Just be patient. Because you're a magnet. It, 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 you draw people to you. Trust. I love you, my sister. And I miss you in your unique. I miss your smile. I miss your voice, your singing. He's got a voice of a, an angel. I love you, When Don't get discouraged. He's there with you. Love you. Thanks, Paula. Thank you, it. Paula. Yeah. That's our Wendy, a natural attraction. I love it. <laughs> We're, you've got us totally with you, Wendy. Thank you, God. Wendy, would you, if you have a pen, you could take down my phone number. I'd love to, to know when you're coming to the Tampa area. Okay, hold on a sec. And anyone else that would like to contact me for any reason, uh, um, uh, this is uh, my cell phone number that uh, is the, the way to contact me. Texting is best, actually, because it, it shows me, my phone tells me when there's a text waiting. It doesn't tell me when there's voicemail waiting. But... Okay, shoot. Okay, uh, it's uh, area code 305. Uh-huh. 394-2360. Uh-huh. Thank you, Stephen. Would I'll you give read you a call. Back, just so I know we got to read, read the number back. Oh, 305-394-2360. Exactly. Thank you so very much. And I would look, look forward to hearing from you. Okay. Me right back at you. Wendy, it's Chris. I can't imagine anything more courageous than listening to your guidance and then following through with it. <laughs> just, I'm sorry I'm laughing, but it's just I'm in awe of it. And it reminds me, I'm, I'm looking at is healing certain, and healing is always certain. So it's not, I, I guess it's not my job to question 
um, why I'm doing something, I guess, right? I'm complete. Thanks, Chris. Um, yeah, I I do wonder, you know, what what is what's <laughs> why am I here? What do you got for me? You know, what's going to happen? But that that seems to be part of the discipline is to be willing to be in the not knowing, and just the pure trust and faith. So here I am. <laughs> I'm complete. Right, from paragraph six, we read this week, um, chapter section six from the Manual for Teacher. Teachers, it says, it's not the function of God's teachers to evaluate the outcome of their gifts. It's merely their function to give them. And once they have done that, they also have given the outcome for that as part of the gift. Hmm. Sounds like you are a living example. I'm complete. Yeah, thanks, Chris. And isn't there a line somewhere that says there are no accidents and nothing is by chance? So you are where you're supposed to be. Thanks, everybody. Tears over here for all this beautiful support. (laughs) Blessing. Thanks. I'm going to also give my number. Um, Wendy, it's Ida, which is AIDA. Mm-hmm. And it's on 520. 520. 271. 771. 7101. 7101. When I talk about Virginia, I wish I had a lot of people to introduce you to over there, but it's sort of like I, I didn't keep track of the, the people I met over there, except perhaps a little bit of high school people, but now they're all over the place, you know. So um, anyway, but but whatever, we'll we'll talk about something important. I'm sure. Thanks. I'm complete. Thanks, Ida. Also, um, I just want to remind everyone that the Skype group um, was built specifically for anyone who needed any support at any time of day. Um, you just pop a note on there, and you can jump on this call at any time. It's open, um, and have conversations. I'm complete. It's also known as Bryce's hotline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bryce is always always open. He's always driving. <laughs> Aww. We love you, Bryce. <laughs> you the man. Hi, good morning, it's Sam. Um, I wanted to share uh, an awakening that I had this week. I've been spending and asking for willingness to unlearn the meaning of the word miracle. Because miracle for me is embedded in my brain as unexplainable occurrences that occur in the real world. Things are returned to us. People are returned to us. People survive car crashes. 
people are saved. People are healed. All kinds of changes in the external world. And that's all very good. Except for one thing. I never hear anybody say, oh, my son was killed in a car crash. That's a miracle. You know what I'm saying? Nobody attributes uh, the word miracle to something bad that happens to us. Or let's just say it's, it's rare to hear that. And so I've been struggling with what it is I'm supposed to get from the Course when its title is A Course in Miracles and the word is used very frequently throughout. And this week I had an awakening about it. I'm not going to talk about whatever happens in our life that we deem with the word miracle or something like that. I've gone to a different place about the term and it's more along the lines of what the clarification of terms has to say that the miracle is the opposite of the ego in every way. Now, and I meditated on that and shared a little bit about that earlier this week. But I want to read something that came to me, and this is from the workbook, uh, lesson number 79, which of course goes into 80, and it's, for me, I really got this at a fundamental level. And he's talking about no one could solve all the problems the world appears to hold. They seem to be on so many levels in such varying forms and with such various content that they confront, they confront you with an impossible situation. Some spring up unexpectedly. Others result, remain res, res, unsolved under a cloud of denial, blah, blah, blah. And then he says, all this complexity is but a desperate attempt not to recognize the problem and therefore not to let it be resolved. If you could recognize your only problem is separation, no matter what form it takes, you could accept the answer because you would see its relevance. Perceiving the underlying constancy in all the problems which confront you, you would understand that you have the means to solve them all. And then, in 80, the immortal words, paragraph 1, one problem hyphen one solution. That's the miracle for me. The miracle is every time I recognize one problem, one solution. One problem, I'm removed from God. One problem, I'm not listening. One problem, I'm not following the rules for decision. One problem, I'm out of conscious contact with. One problem, I'm listening to the ego that has me wrapped around its little finger. 
no matter what is going on in any of my relationships, people, places, and situations, work, love, children, friends, career, boss, employee, people on this call, no matter what I think is going on, if it pulls me, if the word I think starts appearing and I begin to have a judgment about any of it, I'm in the problem. And that problem is separation. The miracle is the recognition of that and getting my ass back into conscious contact with. That's a miracle. The recognition of the problem and doing something about it, which means practicing the rules for decision, asking God for help, saying, what the F, God, do you want me to do? Please help me. I'm lost. I don't know anything. I forgot what it was that I asked. Whatever words I can use to get me back to is a miracle. That's the miracle for me. That state of awareness and remembering who and what I am and what the proper use of my will is, what the proper use of my body is, what the proper use of my so-called mind is. All of that came on me this week as a miracle. It was an internal realization that I should not look to the outside world unless I'm guided to do so for interventions in my life, and believe me, Lee can tell you, I've had plenty of them this year in moving from New York. But that's not the miracle for me today. And I need a miracle and many miracles every day, as the Grateful Dead used to say. I need those shifts internally towards my God, the God of my understanding, and I feel blessed to have experienced that this week and to be able to share it all with you. Thanks. I'm complete. Thank you, Sam. That's wonderful. Thank you, Sam. Yes, that was wonderful. Thank you. Thanks so much, Sam. Congratulations. Thank you so much, Sam. Thank you. Sam, I want to make sure I have it straight. Get my ass back to the God consciousness. Is that what you said? I think it's a T-shirt or a bumper sticker. Conscious contact. Thank you, Sam. It's really great. I know I've never heard that spoken so well. So clear, articulate, powerful, and with deep conviction. Thank you so much. It is shown by the way.
I'm with you, Sharon. Sharon, uh, I was my the, my speaker on my phone was sometimes it gets tinny and I didn't really hear what you said. Would you mind repeating that one more time, please? I was commenting on how clear and powerful and with deep conviction and articulate Sam's share is and that I'd never heard those I've heard that concept many times before but I've never heard it shared in that way and I'm really glad it was recorded that's a keeper totally thank you so much thank you Sherrod thank you Sam I second the motion Well, what I can say for a practical application, I don't know how practical it will seem. I was a little depressed. I uh, Sam, I, this is Rob. I kept being called away from the phone. And I missed the concept um, of miraculous happenings that don't appear to be beneficial. Right at this right at this time, Ida was in the middle of a sharing. Yes, I'm sorry. What happened is a friend of mine called me in, some, in this call, switched to him. But I switched it back after I talked to him for a second. Um, well, basically, so when I was still in bed and not totally awake, I felt the energetic presence, love behind me, you know, from, from the back. Interview, didn't say who, quote-unquote, it was. I'm but it was, are you there? ACIM? Yeah. Okay, great. But there was most likely a higher aspect of myself that I hadn't incarnated as yet. One thing I heard about in the freedom teachings that in this illusion of the world, I, I, I think is true within it, is that there are many, many, many higher, higher and higher selves, and they, they seem to never end. But anyway, so I'm thinking it was a higher aspect of myself, but, you know, more integrated, more loving, more... You know whatever it is, and 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 that's what I got, and you know I'm grateful for that. I'm complete. Thanks, Ida. Was Ida asking about the same thing I was asking about? What was the concept? No, I, Rob. I was just saying that. A practical thing that happened with me this morning, an infusion of, of energy that came to me, like as big as my body, basically, my physical body, seemingly, and so it um, came into me, and um, I felt like it was probably, it didn't feel foreign to me at all, that they never do, and it, but in a sense, yes, but so I, 
I felt like it was probably an aspect of a higher self of mine that was ready to integrate into my, you know, physical body and stuff like that, and and I'm grateful for that. That's what I said, Rob. Did you did you get it? Thank you. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. I need to check something. Can you all hear me um, on this microphone? I can hear you, but damn. That's, that's incredible. Thank you, Ida. I'm so happy that you experienced that. This is Sheridan. I'm, I just want to check in. I, I haven't been on the call for very long. Um, could somebody explain or tell me what the um, topic is this morning, please? Uh, our experiences with the teachings for the week. Hey, Sharon, it's Chris. We never really got past miracles. <laughs> so if you got a good one or a challenge, we're open. I, um, I can share something, but I don't know. Yeah, it is definitely. It's, it, it is regarding the experiences from our teachings for the week, but it is not, I can't relate it to any specific chapter or line. Um, oh man, how do I put this into words? I'm experiencing an increasing, with increasing frequency, the state of moving into the silence. <sighs> Sorry, I was just there again. It's, it's like hard to speak when you're in the silence, or you don't want to. I don't want to speak when I'm in silence. And I know that some of you heard me on. Well, some of you heard me on a call yesterday saying that I was, but something that I was challenged by, and I am moving into a new state of freedom. And it's a miracle. I'm experiencing a miracle right now. And the miracle is being amplified by all of you. And that's really as much as I think I want to put words to it about <laughs> that was good Sharon. That's about as much as I want to say right now. Thank you so much for listening. But God, I tell you, you guys are amazing and you guys are so helpful to me. So, so helpful. And it isn't even necessarily your words. It's your presence. It is your words. But even more so, it's you're amplifying the spirit of the divine to me. Thank you. And you're welcome. Wow, am I glad to hear from you this morning, Sharon. That's nice. Thank you, Sharon. Thank you, Sharon. That's wonderful. I'm really glad to hear it and just Glad to hear and feel your presence, too. Now I know why they always ask you for a prayer, because... 
Well, I don't know how to put that into the words other than saying that you're a very spiritual person. But uh, anyway, thank you. And you're welcome. Yeah, thank you, Sharon. Thanks for yesterday and today. Thanks, Sharon. It's Lee. I'd like to just um, try to very quickly share. Um, what to me is a real blessing uh, that has come from my kind of ambling run through A Course of Love. Uh, most of you have heard me say that um, the way The Course of Love works together with A Course in Miracles is very, very interesting to me. That I see a, um, I see a, um, a constancy in what both voices are saying but the Course of Love is written from a little different perspective and what is done for my study of the Course is provide additional light on some of the concepts in the Course that has made them more full for me. In other words, there's a different perspective now on most passages um, as a result of, of this particular perspective I'm being introduced to by the Course of Love. And what it most features is the idea of heart, the idea that with vision comes contact and awareness of the heart. What I want to share is that initially I had wondered why there wasn't more featuring of the heart in The Course in Miracles. And what came to me during our last, uh, our last uh, group together, and on that day when I read that uh, particular chapter earlier, was this sudden understanding that the Course in Miracles, in describing that I have access to the wrong mind and to the right mind, when he discusses what the right mind can provide for me by way of vision and relationship, that the wrong mind and the ego's thought system robs me of. That's the fullness of the heart. And so what I found myself doing now when I read passages in the Course is looking for all of the many wonderful expressions in the Course in Miracles of what it is to have the heart flower. And they're everywhere. All the many places in the Course that speaks of the beauty and the gentleness, the release and the joy and access to, to um, um, wonder and um, acceptance and release. And um, there are just so many places in the Course that speak of the, the fullness and the vibrancy of what I could be led to see and understand if I were allowing God's Holy Spirit in my mind to direct me to this other thought system which he encapsulates in his discussion of the right mind. So in a, in a word, I guess, what I've learned that's helped me so much 
with this filling out and this new approach and a perspective and appreciation of the Course is to um, is that what the Course of Love describes as wholeheartedness, which is its description of when the mind and the heart aren't speaking different languages anymore. When the mind and the heart align um, in one vision of the fullness of relationship, when I read that in the Course of Love, it provides this other filter or approach to the beauty that's everywhere in the Course that speaks to me now directly of the awakened heart. And that's not a phrase that I'm familiar with in Course circles, and it's one I'm so happy to welcome. I'm complete. Oh, Lee, thank you. Thanks for that. Thank you. Yeah, Lee. man, that's, that's interesting, very interesting. Thank um, you so much, Lee. Thank that's you, wonderful. Lee, that's lovely. For those people involved in the FIP concept of the body being an illusion, this is not going to go forward. Because everyone knows they have a heart. And everyone knows that the heart is that which joins everything. Every organ you have is dependent on that. They might all work together, but they don't work without the heart. And the heart is a symbol. It's even used as a symbol in all of the poetry and thoughts that have come through literature in the past and music. But the heart is a Greek word for consciousness. Deep consciousness the Holy Spirit is your true heart and your physical heart in consciousness is your ego that attempts to romanticize the deep love and feeling empathy with everything that the heart has to do with. And gradually, gradually, they get closer and closer and closer together. And that's what it's saying to me, because heart is just a word for your deep consciousness, your Holy Spirit mind, as Jesus says on the Internet. I'm complete. Thank you. For Thanks, that. Rob. I didn't. I didn't realize that that um, that heart was cons- was defined as deep consciousness in ancient Greek. Because what keeps coming to mind is, you know, from Scripture, as a man believeth in his heart, so is he. And that would certainly make sense, um, you know, based on the definition you just shared. So thank you again for that. I'm complete. This is Wendy. Um, an example of that living in the heart uh, comes to mind uh, in a movie called 
Brother, Son, Sister Moon, which is the story of St. Francis's awakening. And the joy that he meets life, even when other people normally would be suffering because it's cold and they don't have any money and they're taking care of lepers and all kinds of reasons why one might not be happy. And, and this man is joyful because he's, he's broken through and recognizes God everywhere. And uh, it's, it's quite a beautiful portrayal of living in the heart. I'm complete. Great idea. i got to see that. Thank you for seeing it. That's one of my favorite all-time movies. I love it. Thank you. Thanks for reminding me of that movie, Wendy. That was, um, that was a, a really outstanding film. I love the part where he kind of, because of his nature, it was like a natural rebellion against the, the uh, you know, the rich people in the church and kissing the ring of the Pope and this, <laughs> the whole business of all that stuff. You all know exactly what I mean. Because uh, <laughs> we're still on that today, you know. So anyway, but uh, I wouldn't mind seeing it again. I don't. It's been a while. Thank you. I'm complete. Well, we're at the uh, end of our time together. I'd like to uh, see if anyone has a closing prayer they'd like to offer. Yes. It's from A Course in Miracles. I love those. Usually, tied up as a prayer. I'll be right back. Hang on. We've got about 14 people with us, and for those uh, who may not have had the opportunity to share, let me encourage that you dial back in. Uh, for the after call right after this. Dear God, I am here only to be truly helpful. I am here to represent him who sent me. I do not have to worry about what to say or what to do because he who sent me will direct me. I am content to be wherever he wishes, knowing he goes there with me. I will be healed as I let him teach me to heal. Amen. Amen. Thank you, beautiful. Thank Thank you. And thank you for the Christ reading it. Amen. Oh, man, thank you, Ida. You're welcome. So happy to be able to share something. Thanks, everyone. Thank you all.